We're good. Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome to a brand new episode of Energize Russ. Introduce the guest, man. We have the real deal, fresh office trip to from Dubai. We have Mr. Dylan Moran, definitely not Dylan Moran. Dylan, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, fellas. How are you? Good to be back on. But man, you're the biggest celeb we've ever had on the show now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's gone from you know a kid doing his own thing down in Waterford, uh, well over in Liechtenstein in Germany, trying to make a name for himself to you know the man who made the cover of every Irish newspaper for about a week straight. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's um, it's been a mad few weeks to say the least. Yeah, uh, how, how's the family take it? Uh, yeah, my mom was like, Dylan, I can't even go to the shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for uh, for people that haven't checked out the first show, right? We, well, we've had Dylan on a couple of times, but Dylan obviously was training with Conor McGregor ahead of the uh, UC two fifty seven fight against Dustin Poirier. We had Dylan on the show. We were talking about stuff. We were talking about Conor's camp. Everyone was interested in that. Then um, even like this Jake Paul stuff came up, and then after the show, the show went viral itself. Dylan had a back and forth with Jake Paul. This, I'm sure, this is where loads of people are tuning in. Also, the inside stuff about Conor McGregor, and also what's next with Dylan more. More, not more, and <laughs> thanks, Emil, for coming on the show again. Like, I felt like we needed to, like, almost like see this out, sort of put, put, a, put a full stop in this and look at what's next for Dylan Moore as well, right? So, we're going to get into everything. But, yeah. but today, I just want to give a, mess, a special shout out to KB Nutrition. It's uh, Carl, he's a Dublin lad, he's working his way up doing meal prep plans. He's actually sorting out myself and Russ. I, th- I think uh, I think Look, those games you'll have to get into you <laughs> well. if you want to if you want some of that, that celebrity touch he's going to have to get you involved as well Dale but Dale we're going to have to start at the very very top we ended the show on a, on a high note we were absolutely buzzing for you you were heading off to Dubai first and then fight on so can you just take it back to the plane because I remember you were getting the VIP treatment from Dublin Airport yeah um Fucking Let's run this back. back. This is going to be a memory yeah, now. Dolan Airport, we're in platinum services. There's no queues, no waiting around. Uh, big lounge laid out for you. Free food, free drink, um, fancy cars to the plane, uh, you name it. Yeah, that's where it all kicked off. And um, Seven hour flight landed in Dubai. Same setup over there. Uh, everything was top of the range. It was just living the dream. Crazy. Uh, who'd you sit beside on the plane, Dale? Myself and uh, Andy O'Neill, the best cup man in Ireland. Me and Claire <laughs> right, O'Neill. Uh, what a Andy. journey. What a trip. Man, his, his tags are everywhere on Instagram at the moment. I don't think there's a more <laughs> famous cup man in the world than him right now. I, I think he's the most famous cup man in the world and well-deserved. Yeah, <laughs> Him and, uh, who was it, Stitch? Him and Stitch, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Stitch around, yeah. Uh, also, Dill, the outfits that you wore at the matching team, O'Neill, Team McGregor tracksuits, the, the O'Neill touch. That, I thought that was a brilliant touch, like sticking with the Irish roots. Yeah, um, so that's Team McGregor got them made up for us. So we're all kitted out in O'Neill's, obviously printed them with Team McGregor and um, smashing tracksuits. Uh, Crumlin Boxing Club kitted us out with O'Neill's as well. So uh, we've loads of O'Neill's tracksuits to do us for the next good while. Well, it's good. It's good to see, uh, you know, especially in such hard times, people sticking with sticking with their own and using Irish brands. But uh, Dil, you're you're gonna have to tell us about this yacht, right? Once I saw this yacht and I knew you were on it, I was like, I was like, I'm gonna have to ask Dil about the yacht. Tell us. Yeah, <laughs> I said like we could have had loads of yachts. I had like Russian millionaires messaging me on about closing down zoos, giving us yachts for free. They just got my number off Instagram. Uh, all if Connor would be there, and there was that many of them, I didn't even send them on. And then it ended up that Connor got his own yacht and. I don't even think a yacht is the word for this. There was like six floors on it. Um, the lads were sending me videos of it on the way to Abu Dhabi. And uh, yeah, yacht doesn't explain this. This was like a cruise ship. So, like, how long were you in Dubai for before you made your way to uh, Floyd Island? Um, so I didn't go. I ended up failing the COVID test, so I stayed in Dubai. Um, yeah, so can you tell us a bit about that then? Yeah, so we're in Dubai training as normal for, I think it was maybe three weeks. And then, obviously, fight week. Just Connor and the main coaches and that went to Abu Dhabi. The COVID rules were a lot stricter in Abu Dhabi. Um, you know, so we didn't all go. And although Team McGregor had started their tickets for us all to be at the fight, um, I failed the COVID test on the Thursday. Just my luck. Mm-hmm. And it was mad because things were going too good. You know, everything had happened. And I've been on the phone to people at home and I was like, I'm not used to this. 
things are going too good. Something, something has to go wrong. What's going to go wrong? And then I woke up, it's like, ah, you failed the test. So, yeah, that's what went wrong for me. Oh, man. They're absolutely devastated for you, especially all, all the hard rounds you put in beforehand. Um, I know. T- t- tell us, um, what is that lifestyle like? Because that's that's what everyone dreams of, you know. You know, fast cars, luxury cruisers, you know, PJs. You know, I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. It it doesn't get any better than it. Um, I, I don't even know how to sum it up, to be honest with you. You'd have to just experience it. And there's not many people that ever get to experience it. And that's why I was very grateful to be over there. I was enjoying every day, every part of it. Um, just soaking it all in because it's rare, like... It's rare that happens for anyone, you know, and a select few people. And, and I got in there and, you know, the last eight weeks of my life have definitely been the craziest and probably the craziest I ever will um, go through. You know, it'll be hard to top the last eight weeks with all that's gone on. What was the sparring like over there between yourself and Connor? And do you look back now and, be, and think, why, why were you the person who got, to, got chosen? Or, you, or was there something about you that was very similar to Dustin Poirier? Or maybe maybe he, you were just the guy to get. Yeah, um, look, obviously I can't speak for the lads of why they brought me in there, but you know, all good reports from the sparring. The sparring was very, very good and the coaches were dead happy with it. Listen, Conor McGregor and his coaches and his team have been involved in massive fights worldwide. Had I not been the guy for the sparring, I'd have been sent home after day one. They could have had whoever they wanted there, you know. So these guys don't get it wrong. I came in and done my thing and it was obviously what they wanted. Um the sparring got more and more exciting as we we're coming to the fight, and uh, yeah, it was brilliant. Like I said, the coaches were happy, Connor was happy, everything ticked all the boxes. It, it, it was good work. And let's talk about the fight, Dill. Um, obviously, it didn't play out as any any of us thought. Um, that league league calf kick seemed to be the massive difference maker. But what what was your thoughts on the fight? Because obviously, you watched it over yeah, the so, live. So, so so my thoughts from it is you can only take from what you've seen. And what I've seen was Connor winning the fight, looked very good in the strikes, very good in the exchanges, was only, didn't even get out of second gear and Dustin took his leg end of. You know, that's it. He took his leg. That's, that's, that's why he lost the fight. You know, he didn't get choked out or whatever or knocked out standing. He was winning the strikes, winning the fight on my cards and then Dustin took his leg and that's it. You know, what more can you take from it? He looked very, very good, very, very fit. Um, yeah, I seen the work that went into it and it was all going to plan and he took his leg. You know, what more can you take from it? What were they fighting for? Seven minutes. Dill, mm. someone made a reference before the fight as well. Connor had only fought 40 seconds in the last year and I think he said Poirier had 80 minutes in the octagon. Yeah, I seen that. When, uh, when, you, when you look that, at that, that stat, that's crazy, isn't it? Well, like yeah, you- obviously that played, a, that played a massive part as well but did the fight go on long enough for that to play its part? I don't know. Like I said, it was all going to plan. Connor was winning the exchange and Dustin took his leg in the up. How can you fight without a leg? I don't know, mm. but obviously I've seen some mad comments on the internet, uh, all the couch coaches saying why he lost and this, that and the other thing. And, you know, like I said, that's a simple explanation of it. He was winning the fight and the, the guy took his leg in the up. What more can you take from that? Yeah, I do think... Um... I think it's actually 40 seconds, Basmo, since uh, November 2018. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that was the last time we fought to be. Yeah, and that's a long time. A very long, very long it is time. a very, very long time. Especially when you're at the absolute pinnacle of the game. Uh, in know, your prime? In your prime as well. I know I know. GSP came back and he beat Bisping for the middleweight belt after all that time off. But, you know, each to their own. And I always think the best Conor McGregor we've ever seen is the most active Conor McGregor we've ever seen. And it really goes to show that, like, he maybe is someone who just needs that time in the octagon to get the job done. Um, look, I, I found it very bizarre. Two things. Number one, the amount of people who, like, just doubt him and, like, have written him off and been like, his career is over. I'm just like, man, he lost to Justin Fourier. He's one of the best fighters in the world. And then number two, the amount of hate that was thrown his way afterwards. I've never seen a fighter be like, I've never seen people, like, relish so much in someone's defeat. In their life, I never would like hope someone lose that much ever. I, I just didn't get it. I I can never understand people's way of thinking when I see all that. Um, like I said, I got a lot of backlash online, a lot of hate when Connor was defeated that, that morning. It was 10 o'clock in the morning over there. My phone started going crazy, and it just 
I, I can't understand the thinking behind it. You know, um, some people are just wired differently, I suppose. But yeah, the hate was crazy. Um, had con- look, whether you do good or bad in this world, people will talk and have an opinion. So just do your thing. Do you know what I mean? Um, had Connor won, he'd be the best fella ever, and I would have been the best baron partner ever. By the same people that were talking all the nonsense online, and that's unfortunately that's the world we live in, and you just need to learn how to deal with it. Yeah, no, it's like the thing is, we're kind of like you live by the sword, you die by the sword. With the with the persona he's given out to the world, it's what's made him such a multi multi millionaire. You know, even even on the whiskey business, you know. I have I have to say as well, I really liked the Connor that was portrayed all week, um, throughout the press conference, throughout the interviews. You know, you can just see that he's grown up. He's a dad now. He's mature. He doesn't need to get loud on the microphone anymore. It's worked. It's done the trick for him. And yeah, just the Connor that was at the press conference, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, Dale, uh, Ross, let's just get this in quickly. Dale, we had uh, Chris Fields on the show last week. I'm not sure if you know Chris. He's head. He's the head coach in Team KF, former right. uh, partner with um, Connor in SPG Ireland. And we were just discussing the fight. And we were looking for myself and Ross were really looking forward to the show. We were going to give you the week off to the party and then come back on this week, but. Uh, when we were doing the show, I actually found it so hard to go over what we had witnessed because we, we were all we were all convinced Connor was going to win. Like we were like, right, Connor's going to win, and then he's going to fight Khabib, and then Dylan's going to be on the undercard against Pacquiao. You can see it all <laughs> happening, lads. And then when it's like he lost, you're like, what the fuck's going to happen now, lads? You know, but uh, still, still getting getting used to it. But um, the thing is, the thing is about the Connor, like Connor, as Ross just alluded to there is at his best when he's constantly working and working and working and in the octagon getting time in there constantly focused the thing is if you look over the past year connor's tried to get in numerous times i know he's mentioned uh diego sanchez uh the only reason why the poirier fight came to fruition was because he was meant to box him here in dublin so yeah it's not as if connor didn't want to get in there so therefore by being held back by the ufc it's actually gone against not only him but it's gone against the whole ufc in general I'm five yeah. fans. I'm five fans because we love a Conor McGregor fight week like anyone else. Yeah, of course. And anytime that he's retired, he said he's retiring due to being kept inactive. He do, if, he, if he's going to be in the gym, he said, I want to be active. And they weren't giving him the fight, so he retired, which is which is a good decision, I think. you know. And so like you say, yeah, it's definitely a part to play with the UFC. And what did you think of Poirier's uh, boxing skills on the night? Because uh, obviously, like Poirier is a, uh, an elite fighter, and his boxing is quite good, especially for a mixed martial artist. What did you think of it? Yeah, Dustin's good for sure. He's good, and I really respect the guy. You know, I like what he's about. I like him as a person. Um, his boxing is good, but Connor's is better. You know, a hundred percent better. Like I said, he was winning the exchanges. Mm. They didn't even get out of second gear. You know, you can't take much from what we've seen. And being a fighter, I know that, you know, maybe Connor didn't even put his foot on the gas, didn't even open up, yeah. you know, he's just feeding his way into it and boom, your leg is gone. So like I said, I, I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, I think the rematch will happen. I think Connor is the type of guy will have to make it happen and won't want to go anywhere else but that fight. And, you know, maybe it's what he needed. Maybe it was the best thing that ever happened. Maybe he thinks he's a point to prove now. And if they get a date, he'll stay in the gym and uh, come back and set it straight. And do you think it will be uh, Dylan Moore and part of the McGregor camp again for Dustin Poirier, um, Conor McGregor, part three? I'd, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so, yeah, for sure. Because I'm, uh, I'm fairly invested in it now as well. Like I said, I took a lot of backlash online, um, more so than you believe. And uh, yeah, the, the internet can be in an evil place. Do you want to shut some people up? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd have that as well. Like, I'd be hoping that the rematch happened for that as well. Do you know what I mean? Because I know 100% Conor McGregor beats Dustin Pryor in my books. To be honest, I think uh, I would love to see the third fight just because, like, the first fight ended so decisively. And then the second fight, like, Conor was so compromised. But, like, fair play to Dustin. Like, he smelled blood and he got the finish as well. You know yeah. I, mean? and I just think, like, there are two, like, total polar opposites of fights I'd love to see the third one go down um, yeah and look I've mean, I seen all these UFC fighters threatening to retire if Conor gets a title shot look money talks and Dana White's a money man and Conor makes money regardless and that's the fight that everyone wants to see so I wouldn't be surprised if we see the rematch announced anytime soon 
I was also, we're, also, we're also saying, Ross, that like we thought Nate, the Nate Diaz fight would be a good one as well. Maybe yeah, because that, that, they're both coming off losses. And like, I think Poirier, I think Poirier should just go for the title. He didn't even know who to call out on the mic because he was almost yeah. self-struck. He was like, can we, can we fight again, lads? Like, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But like the, the Diaz one with Bolas coming off, uh, Bolas coming off a loss, the inactivity between both guys, I think it'd be great to finish that off. And then the winner would fight either Poirier or if he could potentially fight Chandler or Oliveira and then he could the winner of Diaz mm. McGregor could fight the winner of that I think that's just a that, that's probably the best way to go about things I think what do you yeah. think you agree uh, well I think I think this is the way the lightweight division is at the moment I think you know Poirier is at the very top of right and then like obviously the Conor Green match is there Poirier actually said yesterday that he goes here look if UFC wants to make Chandler versus Olivier for the belt go ahead I don't really care I'll stand it. I'll watch you know what I mean he, he doesn't mind he, he wants the Conor rematch he knows what side his bread is buttered on exactly and the, way look at it, the way I look at it is the only person who could give out if Conor McGregor rematched Poirier for the title is Charles Oliveira he's got an 8 fight win streak in the UFC lightweight division it's not something that happens so frequently Justin Gaethje just came off loss Khabib so like take his back seat there buddy Michael Chandler you got one win over a rank six yeah calm down you know what I mean very very impressive you know what I mean but like not many people get title shot off that the only person who actually has any right to be annoyed if that fight is made is Charles Oliveira and you know what I mean let's let's be honest you know what I mean Basil, if Charles Oliveira delivered you to your delivery tonight slapped you in the face you'd be like who was that guy let's be honest <laughs> yeah, you know what I exactly, mean so exactly yeah, exactly. He, he Charles Oliveira has seats. Charles Oliveira hasn't made any headlines since this being like, hold on, excuse me. Yeah, as Ross said, I've won eight fights in a row. It's my turn next. I haven't seen one video and I'm subscribed to everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm subscribed to his own OnlyFans oh, channel and I'm just like, here, what's the story? Like? In fairness, I, I don't think I've ever seen someone be in such a prime position in one of the best divisions in the UFC and be so bad at what he's saying next. I, I, I think he has like tweeted being like, it should be me and Dustin for the title. It's like, here, man, you have 40,000 followers and, like, you know, McGregor and Poirier have, like, 70 million between them. There's, like, no one cares. And then, like, out of those 40,000, like, 38,000 are Brazilian. <laughs> can, you not, can you not call out Logan Paul? No, it's no. But, it's just, I don't know, just Charles Oliveira, unbelievable talent. Uh, you know, he could be the best lawyer in the world. We don't know. But if you don't put bums in seats or... You don't have people typing in their bank card details to buy a pay for you. People don't really care. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. the harsh reality of it. Dude, you know that of anyone in the fight game, it doesn't matter how talented you are. If you can't sell tickets, it's not going to work. It's about putting bums on seats. Nowadays, Bird it's not the most talented guy gets there. You know, and that's the sad truth of it. It isn't yeah. the most talent, talented guy gets there. It's the guy who people want to watch. It's the guy who creates the most commotion. And it's the guy who's on everybody's phone screen when they open it. You know, and that's the world we're living in. That's the way it's heading and there's no change in it. Dale, what was, uh, like, obviously you weren't there for the fight week itself because, like, so much things were going on. You've kind of made the headlines for all the wrong reasons during the week. Typical Irish media, like, just trying to get the dig in during the week. Like, to be honest, I'm not surprised. But then, like... uh, Ross, what, what else happened fight week? There was, like, the Jay Paul thing again. There was a lawsuit. The lo- yeah, the lawsuit that was in the papers. I think there was something else as well, wasn't there? I'm not too sure, but like, look, you know, media. Oh, your man, your man breaking into the hotel oh, there. Hot man, as it's her. Yeah, yeah. There was just so much commotion. Do you think during that week, or have you uh, talked to Connor after, or talked to the team after, and been like, maybe like there was just so much going on that island. It's crazy, you know. It's like Jurassic Park, but except with just humans going mental. Yeah, I, I don't even know what you're on about with it. My world was just turned upside down with Jake Paul, so I didn't see anything outside. <laughs> of that. Your, your newsfeed is only Jake Paul, is it? I I didn't see anything. <laughs> My whole life was consumed by Jake Paul and all his followers and all his uh, enemies for like four or five days. I still get messages today regarding Jake Paul. And yeah, you know, tell us this: what was what was it like when like all those followers are coming in on the phone? Was it just like? 100, 100, 100 all across the, all across the message boards. Um, it was just, it was just mad. Um, I'd never been exposed to anything like that. And mm. it was just crazy. Uh, every time you'd open the notifications, you could drink a cup of coffee and open it again. There's four or 500 in every app. You know, it was that, wow. it was that mental. And like I said, the messages are still coming in today. Pakistan, India, all these mad countries that you'd never even think of are yeah. have 
seeing Dylan Moore. <laughs> that reminds me, we put out actually a question on the Instagram to, if you have any questions for Dylan. Someone actually wrote something. I'll get into the question there, but it was like from India. I was like, geez, Dylan's gone viral. That's <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and and Dylan, tell us this. Did you actually hear directly from Jake Paul in your DMs? No, but he's seen my messages and didn't say anything. Oh, so he, he, he saw you, he made you a member of the Blue Tick Club, was it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he, he's, he's all mouth and no, no voice. Yeah, of course. Look, he's a businessman. Um, I knew there was nothing going to come of it. Uh, he'd have been stupid if it did. Um, but yeah, look, I knew there was nothing going to come of it. I just stuck it on him. Uh, and the no response and the not saying anything, it kind of went against him a little bit. But I'm, I'm learning that he's the kind of guy, whether it's good or bad publicity, he wants it all. Yeah. yeah, and your and your followers like grew, like, like I think they tripled. Yeah, they, I think I think uh, they, like you can correct me if I'm wrong here. I think you had around like fourteen thousand going just going over. Maybe before the first trip, you had around fourteen thousand. Now you're under nearly forty thousand. I know we spoke. Yeah. I know we spoke off camera just saying they're like. I'm, I'm sure many promoters are going to be biting at the, like chomping at the bit to get you on the card to mention the Conor McGregor stuff, to mention the Jake Paul stuff, even the Irish thing as well. That's like a that's another like blue blue mark in the world of combat sports as well. Like you you must be absolutely buzzing with, with with like I know it's not over yet, but like what's happening now? You're getting your just dues, you know? Yeah, it's it's been it's been um just mad all oh, madness absolute madness if i'm being honest with you coming to the end of it i was getting a bit fed up with it because i wasn't used to it um it's just not me uh, regardless of what it looks like on social media i'm a bit of an introvert i like my own time doing my own thing uh just training away on my own and yeah. this just took me to another level like every time i opened my phone it was can we send you this will you wear this do you want to sign with this can we sponsor this like i've got stuff that was sent to the house i was where i didn't even open yet um, I opened one the other day. It was like some hair products from Canada. It's <laughs> like, crazy. Um, but at the same time, while it was all happening, I live in the real world, and I knew like, look, this is all going to blow over in two or three weeks. Connor's made it. I haven't, and it's back to the drawing board for me. At the same time, there is their benefits to what's happened. But uh, yeah, I'm home now, and I'm back in my gym, just doing my thing, back on the grind, back on the graft, and yeah, for sure. Look. I don't need any more publicity now. All I need is the big fights. No, I think that is one thing that's definitely prevalent. I think the next Dylan Moran fight is definitely going to be the biggest one. I think you need to turn Being, your focus to that and be the best Dylan Moran you've ever been for the next one and make your statement there. Yeah, for sure. Um, one that I'd like, because it was the video of me getting beaten in America, I'd like to go back and fight that guy next um, because there was, so, there was thousands of comments all over the internet slagging me off for that like and I would love not more because I'd be a stubborn type of guy mm. I would like to go back and beat Dennis O'Connor and just slap it up there for all them to look at you know what I mean I think that's the way to go but who knows has he reached yeah, out to you know. sorry has uh, Dennis reached out to you his manager reached out while all this was going on <laughs> his manager, you have to love this game how can yeah. you not love this game his manager uh, reached out and they literally just said Dennis wants a rematch <laughs> That's it. That could be the homecoming fight. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? At the mm. moment, with COVID and all going on, um, everything is kind of slowed down. Uh, so yeah, so I'm looking forward to just a few weeks training, get my head around things, and uh, capitalize on all this at the same time. And who knows what's to come? Yeah, yeah maybe take, take it one day at a time. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe you get on a, a matchroom card, or maybe you could actually. You know what could be funny if you went over to Cleveland because the Paul brothers are from Cleveland and you fought him over in Cleveland. I think that would cause a bit of a stir. <laughs> Go into their, their home yard and uh, beat up beat up a few guys there. But uh, tell us this. Um, I think it's April 17th. Jake Paul is going to fight Ben Askren in an exhibition box match. Or I don't know, even know if it's called a professional box match. No, it is pro. Fight. No, it's pro. It's pro. pro was it? Okay. Eight rounds. Eight rounds. What were your thoughts when this was first announced? And um, were you slightly disappointed when it was announced at the start? No, um, because I knew from the get-go that Jake Paul was never going to fight me. I knew straight away that this isn't going to happen. You know, that's why I just, with the reply video, it was like, no talking, no nonsense. I come to America now. Do you know what I mean? We don't need any contracts, don't, don't need any events. And uh, yeah, I think I went the right way about it. A fight with me and Jake Paul was never going to happen. He's a businessman, you know, and look, credit to the guy. 
you know, he, he put my name worldwide. Before punching his head off if I seen him, I'd shake his hand first and say thanks. He'd done something for me that the sad reality is if I won a world title here in Ireland, it wouldn't get half the publicity. Nowhere near it, actually. You know, so he put me on a, di- on a different level of publicity and I knew the fight was never going to happen. He's in it to make money. And look, fair play to the guy. Regardless of people's opinions on him, he's the talking point everywhere and he's cleaning up. I know, Dill, like when, see, as, as you said earlier, like we knew you were a real, like, layback, humble guy, just love getting the, love putting the gloves on and just getting a workout in. Like, and then the, seeing all this stuff, I was like, how is he going to deal with this? Like, this is like, like you're talking about two of the biggest names now in the in the fight game like you got, if you put Jake Paul in there like he's going to be selling mad tickets for the Ben Askren fight there's also going to be more fights in that card I just can't wait to see the lineup for that that's not going to be on the same night as as uh, Robert Whitaker against Paolo Costa so that'll be interesting to see what gets more views that night but um, the, I wanted to sort of look at it this way like after everything was sort of said and done and because we're still in lockdown because you think you've got like a a positive COVID test, even though it turned out to be negative after you didn't feel any effects, which is great here. Because we're now in lockdown now and knowing the way Connor has acted before, like he wants to get back at that. Like he he is not dealing with this shit. He was the king of the world until Saturday. And then all of a sudden the people that were hyping him up, putting the thumbnails were then like trying to run him down just as fast. What, if there is a WhatsApp group or if you've been in contact with the team, what's sort of like uh, bubbling right now? Like what's the, what's the feel? Is there, is everyone like, Let's get back in there and prove everyone wrong, Team Ireland. Like, what, what's um, is it like? Just at, leave it at, alone. No, for at bit? the moment, there's been nothing said. I've just seen that Connor was in the gym the following day um, on the off, and just taken from the experience that I've had over there, they will all be pushing for the rematch. Connor being the main man, and I just can't see him going any other route. If there's any possibility to get Dustin Pryor back in the octagon next, that's what Connor will be going for, and I think he's that type of guy. He'll have a point to prove now. You know, um, I think he's in the gym as we speak, maybe. I think that carry-on is, is gone. That's a, that's a stage of his life forgotten about now. You know, moved on onto the next level. Like I said, look at him in the press conference. Now. He's a different guy. He's a, he's a man now. He's a dad. He's mature. And, hey, you live and you learn. And he's definitely learned from whatever has gone on the last few years. And he knows where he's at now, more so than ever. So don't be surprised if... Conor McGregor comes back and beats Dustin Pryor. I certainly, for one, wouldn't be surprised. I thought he nearly had him finished in the first round there, but then he was like, right, I'll I'll relax. And then he he stayed standing. And uh, I was just like, I couldn't believe it turned around. You know that? I was like, Jesus, man. I also think he was was, uh, stunted at the start. And we said that in the last podcast, like he was ready to run across the octagon. And then the ref was like, whoa, whoa. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I think he was going to go in and try and like decapitate him with the first blow. But, Dilla, uh, Dilla, are you now like a certified team McGregor member or are you gonna are you gonna join like Paradigm or like what sort of way do you see yourself uh, joining into this family even if you are not already part of it like what sort of way do you think oh you're, um, you're gonna geez, I don't know I don't know um look I was just happy to be involved the last eight weeks um I built good relationships with everyone on the team there were an amazing group of people um very, very interesting, all unique in their own way. And uh, Connor himself, I've said it many a times, is a gentleman. And I think if there's any way for me to be there going forward, I will be there. Um, I think Connor also seen that I got a good bit of backlash online. And like I said on the last time I was speaking to, he's a loyal guy. He keeps all his guys around from day one. And like I said, if there's a way that he can have me there, I'm any benefit to him, I will be there going forward. Also, Dale, how much has your relationship with Connor like um, evolved since you, you saw each other the first time and he said, I heard you do a big kickboxing to finally <laughs> finally come back to Ireland? Like, how, how much has your uh, friendship evolved? Um, we didn't spend too much time, like, we weren't hanging out or chilling out. But, like I said, when you put the gloves on with somebody and you thump the head off each other, there's just a respect there that only fighters would know what I'm talking about. It's just a kind of a, a nod of, it's just, a, it builds a little bit of a relationship. And I definitely have that with him now. You know, we've had some tough rounds, some great work. And, uh, yeah, look, Connor's a, a very, very busy guy, you know, and he can't be best friends with everyone. Mm. Um, but he definitely tries his best. And like I said, I, I couldn't speak more highly of him. That's unbelievable. And 
Dill, was there anyone you went over there with and like you didn't really know whatsoever and then like you left the appointment like Jesus they're sound and you're almost mates with them now hey the, the whole team yeah. literally the, the whole team the energy was great the buzz was great the, the whole setup I, I couldn't fault it you know every team member from start to finish like I said they're all unique in their own way all very very friendly people and um, just the wealth of knowledge in terms of, of the fighting game be it striking underground boxing and uh, it was just a nice click to be involved in and hopefully if anything is to happen in the future I'd be delighted to be there um, obviously I have my own career to get on with as well mm, at yeah. the same time but um, yeah like I said it was a great experience not many people will ever get to experience it and that was just being McConnor. and then what happened with the Jake Paul thing that just took it to another level Um I don't think I'll ever be exposed to that much publicity again, regardless of what I achieve in boxing. Who knows? Who knows if Conor, yeah. if there is a boxing, if Conor does fight Pacquiao at some stage, or if hey. Conor does fight Jake Paul at some stage, you could be on the card as well. So, like, who knows? With, you're, the biggest thing is getting your foot in that door, man. And you're with all, all that's happened, With all that's happened in my life, uh, I'm just like, it makes me so excited for the future. Because if you had said to me last year that all this was going to happen, I'd have said, yeah, yo... You know, what, what planet are you on? And lo and behold, it happened. So, yeah, I'm proper excited for the future. Now, I now know that anything can happen. What you know, that, that that's as big as it gets. Like like I said, being on TMZ and stuff like that, only the Kardashians get on that and Trump. Mm. And next thing you've got some kid from Warford, you know, <laughs> plastered on. It's crazy. And directly, it could be a proper 12 sponsorship now for your... Uh... <laughs> Oh, the proper 12. I even found myself putting proper in all my sentences. It was that much said over there. It's funny. <laughs> what, what was funny was all the, the Jake Paul thing had happened while we were in the hotel. And obviously, we, everything was tight-knit with the COVID tests and being around Connor. So we were getting tested like every second day. And all the Jake Paul thing had happened while I was confined to the hotel. And mm. when Connor finally went to Abu Dhabi, we, we left. We had a free leg and we went into the marina and the beach clubs and whatnot. And I goes into the Zero Gravity Beach Club. And this is my first time running around the town. And I lie on the bed and I just kind of get comfortable and look around and just three or four groups of people just staring at me. And I'm like, what, what's this about? Like, and I said, these Belfast lads come over and they're like, oh, you're the guy with Jay no, Paul. Yeah. And then another group would come over. And it's like, this is you. Look on YouTube. And <laughs> I was like, man, this has gone everywhere. Man, Dude, you're a legend, man. You know that you're a legend, man. That was crazy. It's, it's bro, hasn't it been so good just following Dale's career since we've had him on? And, like, oh, and then like, yeah. And then this happens. You're like, what is? What am I watching here? This is outrageous. Well, I think the maddest thing about it is like, I'm not one of them guys is like just pretending to play the part. I'm just like, hey, this is mental. Like, you all seeing this? Yeah, you're you know what I mean? I'm like, man, this is crazy. This this doesn't happen to people where I'm from to hit that them heights. It it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened. And you know, yeah, it's it's just nuts. Yeah, you're the most famous man in Waterford, but it sounds things. <laughs> just so we can just wrap up that Jay, the Jay Paul thing, because I'm sure some of his fans or uh, oh, I was actually here. sorry. I, I'm I went to KFC the other night, and uh, I'm driving around. I put in my order, and all I ordered was a burger on its own. And I drive around to the window, and this big bag of food comes out, and I'm thinking this can't be for me. And there's a foreign guy uh, working in there, and he goes. This is all for you. You put water on the map. Fuck Jake Paul. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Get the proper twelve and the yeah, KFC get... sponsorships nailed <laughs> down. <laughs> the KFC sponsorships. Oh, oh my god. Dill, uh, like obviously the Ben Askin thing and Jake Paul are now fighting seventeenth of April. Um, who, who do you think is going to win that? Just from looking at both. I, I think Jake Paul wins it. Um, yeah, the two of them are useless. They knew what they were doing, picking Ben Askren, you know, big following, uh, looks Maybe. the part. Um, but anybody that's got a head between their two shoulders will know what they're up to and can see through that. that Ben's a wrestler, you know, uh, he's not much of a challenge at all. But like I said, he's got a big profile, it'll look really good for him. And, yeah, look, who knows what's to come of this whole Jake Paul thing, but it looks like he's, he's making waves regardless of what you think of the guy. You know, who's going to be next after Ben Askren? It looks like he's just going up the way and up the way. And like I said, hey, credit to him. I don't knock anyone for making a few quid. Um, and this is the world we're living in, lads. Ross, what about, Ross, what about you for that fight as well? And also, um, and also, Dill, 
mentioning Jay Paul's going to win that, like, just shows how much of a man you are to not be like, oh, Ben Askren's definitely going to win. You know what I mean? You haven't got that, like, uh, nah. you're not like being a dickhead about it. Ross, who do you nah. think's going to win that? Because this fight is like, everyone's talking about it. No one's talking about Mayweather, <laughs> Logan Paul. Everyone's like talking about this. And you know what, what's mad about it as well? Jake not responding to me. Anything the guy does, I'm getting tagged in it by people that I don't know from all over America. And it's literally just respond to Dylan Warren, respond to Dylan Warren, respond to Dylan Warren. So, you know, yeah, no matter what he does, he's just seeing my name everywhere. And I say he's thinking to himself, Jesus, I should have just said nothing like this yeah. guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Basmo, let me tell you. Um, tell me, but Ben Askren, like, whether you want to believe it or not, like, he's at least tough anyway, which is different to what Jay Paul fought before. I know we got absolutely chinned by Jorge Masvidal, and that was a brilliant move by uh, Jay Paul going to do a quick sparring session or a quick bit of training with Masvidal. He is a genius in those sense. Look, he's uh, NCAA Division One wrestling champion. He's an Olympic wrestling a wrestler. He's Bellator champion. He's one FC champion. I mean, like, let's call a spade a spade. He is tough. But I'd say out of, just say he's done four hours of MMA action, I'd say a solid two minutes of that has been on the feet. You know what I mean? So like yeah. Ben Ashman's game plan is go in there and take you down. And he doesn't make any qualms about it. I think the best thing about this fight for the fans is that Ben, ben Ashman doesn't mind to flap those gums and talk a bit of shit too. So I think it is very, very interesting. If you're going to ask me who I think is going to win, Ben Ashman's just coming off hip surgery. He has like a massive scar the whole way up his leg. And look, he's also probably pushing close to 40. Jake Paul's in his 20s. I assume Jake 23. Paul, Jake Paul's 23. There's no one real. Yeah, so I assume he is going to go in there and win. Who knows? Like, I, I do think, uh, Dylan, one thing that is good is I, I wouldn't rule a Jake Paul fight eventually down the line because if he can keep on beating these nobodies and amass some sort of like, you know, seven and eight no record. You know what I mean? Then, you know, you might actually find somewhere that will commission the fight for you. Hey, I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, I'm not surprised with anything anymore. Um, that's what the last eight weeks have done for me. Um, anything could happen and I just wouldn't be surprised. I'm um, open to, to all things. And Dill, Dil, you're also COVID-free right now, yes? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. If Ben Askren gave you a shout to go over and spar him ahead of the Jake Paul fight, would you fly over and visit him? Yeah, I'd be on that plane. Oh my God! And tell us this: <laughs> Would you go to the fight night in April? Imagine you in Ben Askren's corner. That would be brilliant. So, guys, as soon as travel restrictions open up, like if these messages keep coming in, like I've got so many people around the world messaging me, please go and shut Jake Paul up. Don't be surprised if you just see a video of me going into Jake Paul's gym, cameras rolling, and throwing a set of gloves. Um, and say, yo, we can do it today or you can train for it. The world is watching. Do you know what I mean? Um, that's something that could definitely happen because it doesn't seem to be going away. Like I said, I got fed up of it and people are just constantly talking about it. Like every day in my requested message, there's 50 or 60 from different parts of the world, you know, and still videos going up on YouTube and stuff like that and TikTok. It's gone mad on TikTok. So uh, who knows what's to come? I wouldn't be surprised with anything at this stage. What, did, you get, did you get a massive following on TikTok as well? I'm not even on it. No, either am I, so I didn't know. No, I'm not on it, but there was like accounts that made, took my call-out video and there's like over a million likes on it. Dylan, tell tell me this now. If you get in the ring with Jake Paul, how long does it last? Not very long. It's not very long, you know. In the um, second round? Way before the second round. You have to understand, I wouldn't be going in there boxing him like a boxing fight. I'd genuinely just go in and rip his head off. Do you know what I mean? This, yeah, I I've yeah, watched he, the guy. You'd be walking out there in cuffs. You know what I mean? In yeah, yeah, exactly. That's more my thinking. You know that that's more my thinking, and just get the job done and prove a point. Um, mm. I wouldn't have to go out and start boxing that guy the way I'd normally box. Do you know what I mean? Do you think it's fu- funny the way BJ Flores is almost putting his reputation on the line, like lying to people how good Jake Paul is? Yo, like, BJ Flores got an awful backlash off it. Like, Twitter went wild. They're still arguing on Twitter about me and Jake Paul, even though I'm not involved. <laughs> and BJ is speaking up for Jake. And people are slagging him. They're like, yo, BJ, you must have blew Tony Bellew's money, and that's why you're working with this guy, and blah, blah, blah. And he's getting he's getting an awful going. Um, I'd say he's uh, wondering why he got involved at all. 
I, well, I've even seen a few people slate the way he holds the pads and everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, also, KSI might end up asking you to come over and spar with him as well. Who knows? Yeah, you know, do you know what, though? It's just this whole world that's being created. Like like I said, I just wanted to come home from Dubai mm. and go on my normal run and just run it all through my head. And I've been doing it the last few days. And I, I still, like, I'm still shocked by it all. You know, I have all the, the newspaper cuttings and websites all on my phone. I'm, I was looking through them, like, two days ago, and I'm thinking, where has all this come from? Like, you know, it's just madness. You couldn't, you couldn't write it. And when it happened, now I'm looking at all these other boxers and they're jumping on the Jake Paul bandwagon. They're like, oh, I'll fight him, I'll fight him, I'll yeah. fight him. You know what I mean? It's it's nuts. No, because it was perfect for you because he basically called you out. It's different if you were calling him out, but he called you out and then you took back. So you, you basically got the call out that thousands of boxers would love to be getting the call out for it. Yeah. You that- got that. And then even shout out to Willow as well, calling out Khabib as well, getting on the yeah, train. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? like, you know, it, it, was fun, it, it was funny because... Uh, Obviously, I had a uh, bit of whatever with Jake Paul. Um, Willow was after saying the, whatever he said uh, to Khabib. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Andy O'Neill uh, messaged into the group chat and goes, Dylan, if you're going to Miami, I'm all with you. But or, uh, Willow, if you're going to Russia, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, well. Yeah, oh, I, don't, I don't want to go to Dagestan anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got smashed. <laughs> yeah, everyone wanted to go to Miami. No one was going to Russia. Yeah. Well, one thing I will say, though, uh, anytime I ever see Khabib's tweets, and it's longer than like four or five lines long and the English is perfect. You know, Ali Abdulaziz tweeted and it wasn't yeah, Khabib at it, all. It's not even him talking. Yeah, that, that definitely wasn't Khabib when he was talking about the teammates thing and that's sort of like said new new vibe. But like, yeah, that was definitely Ali Abdulaziz because I feel like Khabib doesn't actually have as much hatred in his heart that Ali Abdulaziz has. I feel like Ali Abdulaziz hates Connor because he's called them like yeah. a snitch. And Connor stuff. gave him an awful going. Yeah. <laughs> Dill, Dill, like I was just thinking there, obviously True Jordy does a live podcast for football, but he also does for MMA and boxing. So when that Jake Paul thing goes on as well, he could end up asking you on there as well. I think it's it's man, I'm trying to like put myself into your shoes because whether you like it or not, you are you are sitting at this table now. You are part of this world. Like yeah, and I'm just like the, the possibilities are going to be endless once travel restrictions uh, like once once they let up and you get to yeah, d- want, definitely man. like um. A card that I can play is rocking up to Miami whenever I want. You know, it's out there now. I'm known by all these Jake Paul fans or people that are against them regardless. And whether it was this summer or this winter that I rocked up to America and done what I'm talking about, that video would break the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. That'd be crazy. So that's definitely a card I might play. Um, mm. James English was in contact. I'm very Sorry. excited to go on his podcast. That's that, that, I was scratching my head thinking about that as well. Like, I love James English's show. I've watched yeah, all his good. podcasts. Mm. I've been watching them from the start. And when that message came through, I was like, oh, man, this is this is nuts. This is madness. And, uh, yeah, that, that's one I'm excited for as well. Yeah, I know you said you weren't going to do a lot of media, but I definitely recommend doing that one. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, 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 definitely. 100% I'm doing that yeah, one. There's, there's, a few, there's a few ones that you're just like, you have to do. And, like, that's what's it. Like, yeah. there's no ifs and yeah. ones. Like, you, you're only doing a disservice to yourself by not doing them and that's definitely yeah yeah for sure yeah. Yeah, like also what stood to me last time when you were on the show for people that didn't check it out like it obviously went fairly viral and what you said near the end like it was actually quite inspiring and then even in the comments right when that video went viral I was like there's going to be so like there's going to be negativity here I don't think there was there was barely any negative comments in the whole entire like over, like over 100 comments or how many it was there, there was nothing I think someone gave out about Ross not wearing a the the K the K, the KB nutrition teaser that's only yeah. no but I mean like when you said this was meant to happen that's what it, like for the next few days that like it was your time things were meant to happen mm. like this this was meant to happen that's still be for a few days I was in work I was walking around I was like I think this was meant to happen like I think like the way we like we've had you on numerous times we weren't just trying to like use you in any sort of way maybe other people are other people aren't too aren't who knows people get used every day put it that way but when I was in work it was like it, it, that episode went so well because we had a good crack together. Uh, yeah, the, the, like we just we've been helping each other out, like promoting your fights. You've been coming on the show, having a bit of crack. But then, like that video, like put us over a thousand subscribers as well. 
And then what me and Ross have done in the background in the past months as well, we've been in touch with like Clan Wars and Cage Legacy and Gamma, and we're going to be doing work for them for all the domestic Irish MMA scene. That's we've unreal. Other, we've other plans as well to have the lads on the show. Uh, we can tell you off air about that, just in case. Uh, just in case uh, Ben Askren's going to steal it or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, just there's just really, really cool mm. stuff lined up for myself, Ross. And that video. Like the week before, I think our video got like 60 views or something, right? And then that one got 20, over 20,000. And it really, really lit the fire on myself and Ross again. That's... And, then like, and even another company got in touch with us as well, saying they're watching our stuff and they might bring us on the roster as well. So, and then see, the see, see this now. This is the best thing to come of uh, this whole Jake Paul thing. I love seeing stuff like this happening. That's mm, unreal. Yeah. You hadn't said that to me. I'm delighted with mm. you. No, man. Well, it, it's really got the ball rolling. I was like... Re-energized us uh, for the start of this year, and we're just like, uh, I was just like, Jesus, like, because we grinded so hard in 2020. At one stage, uh, you were definitely part of it. Like, we did 40 interviews in 40 days. It was like doing Lent uh, for Irish <laughs> people. They'll know what that is. For non-Irish people, I don't know if they'll know what that is. But uh, we did that, and then, and then we we're like, we were just like trying to like, you know, crack it. And then like that happened. And then, uh, it was just, it was just such a win for all of us that I was, yeah. I was actually so delighted. I was like, I was like. Thank God, Dale's getting his push now. And I was like, I was like, we're annoyed to ticking along. We're making all the right connections. And like, we have like loads of UFC fighters who have like said they come on the show as well. And brilliant. Like, yeah. But like, our thing has always been we were talking to a guy today uh, on Instagram. And it was like, it was like, oh, is your, is your market or niche sort of Irish MMA? It's like, I don't think we, I think our niche is that we're Irish and we support our own. But like, we also yeah. sort of do everything. Like, you know what I mean? We like to sort of, you know, support everyone especially the people who support us and i think that's what you get with the energy show you actually get you sort of get what you give you know what i mean if you mm. are good to us we'll follow your career to the end yeah of course yeah that's why i, want, I wanted to thank you for that because like when you said that that, no, really, that really, really helped but like it also put us over a certain amount of levels where the, the, the next few videos have done great and it boys was, that's uh, Thanks, Mel. Nothing got to do with me. That's through your own hard work, and like I said, it's well deserved. Credit to you. No, I agree with you. I just wanted to say that to you. Get, get, just say that to you, and just be like, uh, uh, just th- thanks for that. And then uh, yeah, I know it as well. It was just uh, like it, it, we're just in fairness, we're all just three lads trying to make it. And then like that, it's mad how that one video really helped us all. Mm. I know, I know, you did other videos that helped you even more, but that one really, really pushed us over the edge. And then brilliant people, people brilliant. were really like that was that was something brilliant. Well, Dale, like before we wrap things up, like obviously, like you kicked off 2021, you booted in the bleeding door, but like what I know you've barely had time to get take it all in, and obviously, this is going to keep dragging out, especially with this video coming out now, but also with the Jake Paul thing. And then if Connor gets a fight booked just shortly after, but like in an ideal world, would you would you like your next thing to be like going back into camp? Like, would it be like training for with Connor again? Would it be having your own fight lined up? Would it be flying over to LA to call out Jake? Like, what sort of buzz are you looking for? Are you just open to every opportunity? Yeah, open to every opportunity at the moment. Um, like I said, um, the last few weeks have been, like, besides madness, the Dubai trip and was amazing and all, but the Jake Paul thing made it a lot of stress at the same time. I'd never been exposed to anything like that. And regardless of my opinion on it, like, Jake Paul is going to be stuck to my name going forward for a very long time. Um, but yeah, I'm sure I've got a head on my shoulders. I'll come up with something. Mm. I'll capitalize on it. I'm just looking forward to some downtime at home. My family just back doing my own. Like I said, I like doing my own thing. But in terms of my career, it's back to the drawing board. Um, back to the nitty gritty stuff. You know, the, the stuff that people don't see, but it's the stuff that gets you there. Just back working hard, keeping the head down. And uh, yeah, like I said, in terms of publicity, my name can't be out there anymore at this stage. Um, broke the internet essentially two weeks ago all I need now is the big fights and I've no doubt that they will come that's where all this started for me and yeah this definitely nudged me a little bit closer so it's just back training we're in lockdown anyway and um, yeah see what happens I'm very excited about the future but how's training how's training as well are you feeling fresh yeah I only started back today properly um, back eating right and I had a couple of days off because you need them you need a bit of downtime and we're just processing all that happened the last few weeks Obviously, I was training hard in Dubai also, but um, just the last few days, I, I put the phone down. Haven't been talking to anyone. I have a good couple of messages to get back to after after this interview. And um, people might be thinking I'm ignorant, but I wasn't. You just need to switch off for a bit. And mm-hmm. uh, it was a lot to take in, but 
I know what I'm at now. I know I'm in an amazing position. Um, yeah, and like I said, this has definitely nudged me a little closer to where I need to be. So all all's good going forward. And Dil, just uh, one last sort of question from me. Um, do you think your next move is probably your biggest move just due to the fact that your name and reputation is bigger now than ever? I think like a 2020 deal could have, you know, you were just looking at the rounding, you were looking at the fights on. But you know I mean, you can't probably do a small fight somewhere with not a lot of coverage. I think your next fight has to be almost on the telly. Yeah, this is it. And at the same time, there's not a lot happening in boxing at the moment. And, you know, I got into boxing with the dream of packed out arenas, big fights, Rocky style fights, the atmosphere. Um, and I'd like to kind of wait for, for, for that time to come back around. And I'm in a position where I can do so, you know, yeah. um, I'll always be training. I get plenty of hard sparring and I'd like to kind of see COVID away and, and make them nights happen. You know, I've put a lifetime of work into this and uh, like I said, I'm nearly there. And for it to end perfect for me, I need to have them nights. So, yeah, I'd like to kind of leave COVID, go about yeah. its business, leave the crowds come back, and then kick into the gear towards the second half of this year, hopefully. I could definitely see you on Fury Joshua. Hey, who knows? Who knows? Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, with everything that's happened in my life the last eight weeks, I'm not surprised about anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> that, that James English... Uh podcast as well would have a huge demographic for people who like that as well yeah and that's even madness like i'm yo like going on that is crazy like and I you're, said, you're going over to him yeah or it hasn't been decided up. yet travel restrictions and i obviously i haven't spoke to him about it but like like i said i'm a massive fan of the james english podcast and to be yeah. sitting there talking to him is another moment where i'm gonna be ah how has this happened to them yeah, that's so yeah like, look life is pretty good at the moment i'm in a good position I'm back working hard as of today, as I've always been, and uh, just excited about the future. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, sorry, Dylan. Like, obviously, I have some questions here. By the way, look how many questions came in for you. Like, it's not like you're going to smash Jake Paul up or uh, something about Connor. I'll ask you a couple of questions now. But also, who who you like? Obviously, just this has been such a whirlwind, and I'm, like I'm sure you thought it would be, but it's probably like quadrupled. Literally, but uh, who who are you going to sit down with and then talk to and go over what you sort of want to do next? Is there some person you really trust, or who's that one person, or maybe a couple of people you're going to be like, right, this is the way I'm going to step next? You know, um, at the moment, there's, there's lots of people. Everyone wants to talk to Dylan today. Do you know, <laughs> everybody and their cousin wants to have a sit down and talk with Dylan. So there's definitely a lot of options on the table. Like I said, there was a lot going on. I haven't even responded to any of them yet. In terms of who's with me, it's it's just me, my, my close family, my best friend Stephen. You often see him doing the pads with me, Connor Slater, and that's as far as it goes. You know, we've made all this happen, and Andy O'Neill. How could I forget the cut man? Um, yeah, and you know that's all I need around me. A lot of good people, and uh, yeah, look, we've been doing it right so far, so I'm sure we'll get it right going forward. I don't, I don't know if there's a reason for these questions because we've already like gone over them. It was like, is, was this the best experience of your life? Murder Jake Paul. Uh, why do you think Jake Paul doesn't want to fight a real fighter? Uh, who's going to win, Garcia or Pacquiao? Uh, I think that's supposed to be an exhibition or something, isn't it? I actually seen Manny Pacquiao's lawyer release a statement uh, saying basically like that Ryan Garcia is spreading fake news and yeah, nobody should be implementing his career. Pacquiao's career so yeah look who knows it's a mad world we're living in Pacquiao and Ryan Garcia doing an exhibition um all them questions you've got there was I'm getting loads of them still every day uh yeah I, it, if it keeps up I'm gonna have to fight Jake Paul maybe I get back on the Jake Paul buzz next week and start chasing this guy I don't know like I said I'm just open to, to all options going forward uh this is one of our questions from where our mates uh Rob Quinn, he goes, does he feel like he's made it now that he's being interviewed by the top two presenters in the world? <laughs> <laughs> Rob, Brilliant. Uh, before we wrap it, wrap it up, lads, uh, uh, Alistair Overeem is fighting this weekend in the UFC. The UFC is back in Vegas. Uh, he's taking on Volkov. Uh, lads, have you got any predictions for this fight? Dale, actually, is that one question before we go. Has this made you more invested in MMA and UFC? Now, be involved in that camp. Are you, do you have a show more of an active interest in it now? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot more respect for it now that I've seen. I had like I was a fly on the wall for all the training sessions, and I seen the work that goes into it. Um, towards what I do myself, and it's a lot more to juggle, you know, in terms of preparation. And yeah, definitely, my respect has gone through the roof for it. Um, I always had a bit of an interest in it anyway, yeah. but now going forward, after being involved in that fight camp, yeah, for sure, it's definitely increased. You'll be watching um, all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear to the telly. Ross, who'd you have for that fight? Volkov or Overeem? Uh, I'm going to go for Overeem, even though I probably, uh, you know what, it's one of those things, my heart says Overeem, my head says Volkov. But uh, <laughs> I'd love to see the remake one last one with the belt. He's 4-1 in the last five. His only loss came at a sort of a, a semi-controversial stoppage to Jarazino Rosenstreich. And I think he, he's actually going to take down Volkov and hit him with a bit of ground and pound. That's my thoughts, Basmo. I'm going to go over him as well. Do you, do you have a shout there? I'm going to go with over him because I don't know the other guy. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, he's Russian, Dale. He's Russian. We don't like them. Just couple of, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just a couple of quick mentions here as well. Corey Sandhagen's taking on Frankie Edgar, Ross. The answer is back. Yeah, the answer is back. Um, I still think Sandhagen's the young dog in that fight. And I think he, he's a bit more hungry than Frankie is. And then uh, also we have to give an honourable... Uh, another great fight to watch out for is Michael Johnson against Clay Guida. But we have to give a shout out to our mate Molly McCann is back as well this weekend. But uh, like, lads, how do we wrap this up? How do we, how do we, how do we wrap this up? You know what I mean? It's such a crazy... It's been a month. It's been crazy. And that was literally the very, very, very end of 2020. That was our last show of 2020. 2021 has been unreal. But um, I think we're all on course for a big year ahead of us, Sam. I think, you know... Yeah. We're, we're all in this together. We'll all keep on continuing to support each other. And look, I'm just looking forward to see what opportunities arise. Dale, you're, you have to be in the top five most uh, people you have to watch this year. Like, for everyone watching <laughs> this, you have to be. I saw the, I think one of the Irish newspapers came out with like the top 10 people you have to watch this year. And uh, I was just like, nah, good luck. Like, it's, it's been more than <laughs> all day, man. Like, what are you talking about? I, I hate the way they like just don't give the sports stars the stuff they deserve. Especially Katie Taylor. She won another award. For, for probably winning so many awards, you got another, and like it's still not even mentioned. It's crazy, crazy world. But um, Dale, thanks a million for coming on the show. And I know you said you 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 were going to pay off the other shows to come and do ours, and like like that's the, the like obviously that's a great feeling because I'm because we're mates. But I mean, like uh, I appreciate the fact that you're like you know what these lads gave me like got, got me on then. I'm going to give them back, paying it back, oh. paying it forward, whatever way you want to look at it. You know, of course, of course. Like I said. Day ones, do you know what I mean? That's that's, that's just it. how I it's am. True. About Shouting you out know? for fights you weren't even fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Basbo, shout out Dylan Moore and fighting this weekend. Dylan Moore in the DMs. That's not fighting this weekend. I was like, that doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, yeah. For people, for people who, um, for people that want to start shows like this, to see people starting new podcasts, this, that, and other. It's not easy. It's it's a growing. Myself and Ross have been doing this for years. As I said, the show before we had Dylan, we had like sixty views. The show we had Dylan had over 20,000 and that's what gave us a start. So like, it's a long game. You never know which way it's going to go. But the best part about it is doing it with your best mate. And now another best, making best mates with Dylan as well. Yeah. Dylan, we have to, <laughs> we, we 100% want to come to one of your fights as well. That's, hey, that's like, amazing. you know what's mad? When this lockdown's over, I'm actually going to have to meet you in person. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not, man. Hopefully not. <laughs> I'm not joking. But uh, Dylan, is there anything else to say? Because like, your journey this year has been unbelievable and it's really like, it goes to show that some stuff like this is possible. Is there, a, is there like p- people that are watching you now to put a full stop to this whole J Paul thing until tomorrow? Well, like, what what you sort of want to say? Just like, um, because after all, underneath I, all, man, you're you're a great lad, and you're just trying to provide like for yourself and your family and live your best life. You know, what I mean, at the end of the day, you're not out here trying to kill anyone, literally. But uh, what a what, what do you have to say to the to the audience now that like now it, they're after listening to, for the best part of an hour and they're just like, what does Dylan Moore have to say for two people and for the rest of the year? You know, I, can't, I can't wait to hear this now. I, I think the message most most people take for me is that hard work pays off. I am definitely a prime example of that, and keep showing up. Like, it's just not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Do you know what I mean? And with all that's happened for me now. I'm like proper excited about the future. I'm like, God knows what's going to happen. If I just keep doing my thing, stay in my own lane, keep putting the graft in, like how much bigger can it get? Do you look what I've ended up? 
And I'm just a normal hard worker just trying to get there, like I saw. Do you know what I mean? But putting the graft in, took the good with the bad. Do you know what I mean? I had the hard yard. And look what we've just been talking about. I broke the internet two weeks ago. Do you know what I mean? My name went worldwide, attached to one of the most famous fellas on Instagram. It's nuts. Um, and now I'm in an amazing position, ready to capitalize on that. And why? Because I just put in the graft. Do you know what I mean? I believed that something was going to happen for me. And it did. And I'm no different to anybody else that's watching this video. There you have it, Basmo. There we have hard it, bro. Hard work, patience, persistence, and talent. That's the real deal. Dylan Moran, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so, guys, I just want to say thanks a million for everyone again who did watch the show. And thanks, Dylan, for coming on. Make sure to like, share, subscribe. And as always, stay, stay in the show.